0: and welcome to the xenothesis podcast this week in episode 24 we're covering the last chapter chapter nine of part four training floor of book one dawn of the uh, xenogenesis trilogy by octavia butler and uh, I, i'm joined for this last part of the book by as always by my co-host
1: michael glinkan hello everyone here we are so the last chapter yes oh man what a journey it was
0: yeah and we get an interesting little sort of twist at the end I don't think we quite saw that one coming. Uh, no, I honestly
1: but, uh, was not ready to um, uh, for that. Like I don't know, it just feels that it. it uh, I don't know. Maybe it was predictable that something like this may happen, but mm. I did not see it at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you don't seem to. I mean, it, it doesn't feel like something that's going to be there in in this time frame, right? It, it feels exactly, uh, exactly like something that might happen eventually, but not something that might happen like right now. <laughs>
1: absolutely that's that's correct um i i generally was not expecting this you know you know my my last predictions i guess maybe we can jump on my predictions and then that will probably explain
0: yeah so as usual we've we've kind of got ahead of ourselves (laughs) at the the beginning (laughs) the twist we're referring to is the fact that loith is pregnant but uh yeah, let's um, uh, go back to to Michael's predictions for this chapter.
1: So, I in my last predictions, my last episode prediction, I thought that it was it's time to prepare for them to leave the, for Earth, right? That 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 was pretty obvious. Um, hmm. But with the recent events and people knowing that something is different with Lilith, and you know, it's not just like the um, her attitude and the relationship with the Kali. You know, people were avoiding her. And I thought potentially um the decision would be to keep Lilith behind because Gabriel will try to kill her on the earth when once they get there um but that's just because uh, that was my own the only reason why I thought that was just because th- there was danger behind uh no danger Lilith's, Lilith's life was in danger but not what the chapter was actually going I' uh, know well, what the chapter ended up with Ah,
0: well, I mean that—that that seems that was you know, accurate, right? They kept her back; they didn't send her down to Earth, and it was more or less for her own protection. So I think you're you were right about about that point.
1: Yeah, but it, yes, I I I would get, say I would get fifty. I get fifty percent out of it, but uh, not the full marks uh, on prediction.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like of the predictions that you made they all came true, you just didn't, you, you failed to predict one other thing, which I don't, it's <laughs> hard to score prediction accuracy if we uh, include all the things that you failed to predict. <laughs>
1: no, to be honest, yeah, I I think overall, um, I just, my timings on predictions were always a bit off, I guess.
0: I mean, yeah, it's, it's just trickier to uh, predict that them with a specific time frame accurately than to predict that they will happen at some point, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. The nature of the thing.
1: I, I guess that I guess that's what you know that makes uh, all of the future tellers and stuff like that you know, always correct because technically they are correct, but it's just the timing is wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose it's a question of degree with the timing, right? <laughs>
1: mm. You know, if there's no margin of error, everybody's uh, you know you can tell the future.
0: Hmm. Yep. <laughs> all the people who predicted the uh, the world will end were just uh, you know out by a few trillion years and the heat death of the universe <laughs>
1: yeah I mean yeah but you know uh, there's been so many for and uh, world ending predictions like 1990s 2000 2012 i remember 2012 because it was the most i think popular one because of the may uh the cal- mayan calendar wasn't it it's just honestly yeah, i mean every- there's always a million of them yeah, there's always more and more coming through, and I don't know how people still believe that. So, but anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yeah, it, uh, it, if you want interesting stuff on predictions, which is not the subject of this podcast, read uh, Philip Tetlock's excellent book, Superforecasting. Forecasting. Um, I think he has a co-author on that, and I can't remember who it is, but yeah, moving on.
1: Moving on. So, should we start the chapter 9 summary, the final chapter?
0: Yes, let's do that.
1: Sure. So, um, the chapter continues with the story from chapter eight. Um, people—it's still taking place in the camp. Um, people are avoiding Lilith because, according to Lilith's suspicions, they think of her as a traitor or a ticking bomb. Um, but Lilith was sort of content with all that separation. She could, you know, focus on herself on everyday tasks, you know, chopping wood, gathering wild fruits, trying new things you know, like new method of catching fish with like the long nets uh, sleeve. Um, hmm. the, the way she described it, you know, made it out of tough grass and vines. Not many people wanted to be taught by her anymore, which to her surprise were more punishing for her because um, actually she found that she enjoys teaching people. Hmm.
0: Um, there was a little point I wanted to put out here. And mm-hmm. that, um, she... Um, This was more punishing to her than to the Oankali since she had discovered she liked teaching. But it's interesting that she's thinking about it in terms of um, uh, punishing the the goal of the Oankali that the humans should learn how to survive as Mm -hmm. opposed to from the perspective of... No, this—the fact that humans won't be learning skills that they need to survive.
1: Uh huh. Uh uh-huh. I
0: think it's a—it's a nice little kind of additional. There's a few kind of subtle beats in this uh, chapter that kind of illustrate the you know, the, the distance that's kind of uh, been put between Lilith and the other humans um, by what happened to to Joseph. Um, and this is a, a nice little subtle one where you know she's just kind of not thinking about this in in terms of the. Uh, the needs of the humans, but rather the goals of the Oankali.
1: Mm, mm. But I guess it makes sense, right? This, this whole, her attitude at this point, because she was betrayed by almost everyone, although the only thing she was just trying to do is explain everyone, keep your long game face on, and just... Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm wait. just a, a sort of um, pointing out the way in which the writing is, mm, is, is mm. highlighting that to us.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yes. Um, so eventually um, some people started approaching her, actually, you know, some like Alison, Ray, Leah, Victor, um to, to be taught or to ask her questions. Uh, but her best friend Tate stayed away from her. And Lilith suspects yeah. it's because of Gabriel, either something Gabriel said to her or just trying to maintain the same sort of um or supporting Gabriel because of support of Gabriel. Um the only person left for her as a friend was Nikanj, and although it didn't try to change her attitude and behavior towards uh, um, towards others, right, so it, it's, even though, you know, sometimes I would say personally that sometimes friends are there to either to listen to you or give you advice, but I think here Nikanj was just there to, so she can talk to mm-hmm. someone still, right, as a friend. Yeah,
0: I mean, maybe not even talk to you, but just, you know, be present, as it were.
1: Yes. So this is uh, a short description from the book. She lay with it and its mates at night, and it pleasured her as it had before she met Joseph. She did not want this at first, but she came to appreciate it. Then she realized she was able to atu- to touch a man again and find pleasure in it. Um, and yes, that was um, a very short moment when um, I think was uh, she was passing something to Victor... Uh, a cassava mm. or something and yeah. she accidentally touched his hand but she didn't feel that repulsion that usually um, um, she used to
0: yeah yeah. so it, it seems like that Nikan just kind of lifted that effect to some degree
1: lifted yeah. the spell yes Yeah. Um, and when she asked about it um, Nikan told her that they are planning to awaken more people soon so she'll be free to choose whether or not she wants a partner so you know that allows her, you know, to touch and everything. So allows it to, I don't know, find potential partner. But, mm. but also the, from the fact that she stopped teaching people here and that they're, they're learning much more slowly. Um, but that, that's the reason why they're more waking more people. But because also they're going down to Earth soon. Mm. Um, but then it was called by another Uloy and the conversation stopped midway. And
0: Yeah, so it's a little... Um- a little vague as to how much time has passed here, but it does seem quite uh, quite soon after Joseph's uh, death that the uh, Kali are kind of uh, no, moving in on the possibility that she might uh, find another human partner.
1: I think um, the book indicates few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. At some point, there's a paragraph a few weeks later, basically. Uh, half pa- ah, okay. A few weeks pass- uh, have passed. Lilith, on the other hand, um, while Nikanj was taking away... Seeing there's nothing to do in the camp, decide just go for a walk and find something interesting, you know, just to look around the island, maybe find something interesting, some fruits, food, whatever. And this is where the book gets interesting, because as she returns to the camp, she finds herself in, in a complete abundant uh, place, uh, with only one fire still lit, and he can't sitting by it. Mm.
0: And there's, a, there's an interesting little point, another thing in the writing here, where um, there was only one fire. And only one person near it, as she reached the fire, the person stood up and she saw that it was nakanj and there's you know, person is used twice in that sentence mm-hmm. and the you know, the use of person in reference to Nakanj is another nice little uh, subtlety in the writing that kind of indicates the kind of increasing acceptance that Lilith has of the Arankali as you know the people,
1: which is i think interesting point, but like um towards the end of the chapter it contradicts what lilith's saying to them right
0: Hmm. i mean i think that's uh, that's part of the uh, it's going in both directions at once there right it has this it has this kind of kind of emphasizing the tension that exists right Mm -hmm. because she's she's getting closer to them in some ways and she's been pushed away from the humans but at the same time she's still very Like acutely aware of their alienness and Mm -hmm. kind of repelled by it, so it's Mm -hmm. a there's that sort of I think a very realistic tension Mm -hmm. between those two things. And you know, the the more time you spend around something, the more acclimatized you become to it. Um, And beginning to think of the Oankali as people just makes sense, and they are you know like they're clearly intelligent, sentient beings. So it makes sense to treat them as people, but at the same time, you know they have this this very very alien way of thinking and very alien biology.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, you're right. And there's, this is where the book uh, describes the whole situation. Lilith dropped her basket and ran the last few steps into the camp. Where are they? she demanded. Why didn't someone come to find me? Your friend Tate says she's sorry for the way she behaved, Nikanch told her. She wanted to talk to you, says she would have done it within the next few days. As it happened, she didn't have a few more days here left. Yeah, so it then proceeded Mm. to tell that Kaguya enhanced uh, Tate's memory, memory to help her survive. But when Lilith asked why is she still on the ship, N'Kanj tells her that it's because to save her life, few of the humans were already planning to her. Uh, to kill her and that's where uh, that's when it was called back to you know by the other at that point when he was having a conversation with lilith earlier on mm. that was the point where the, the Uloy told her that uh, some humans are planning to kill her and mm. nikansh didn't want to her to react badly on the news that she's not going to earth because of some humans trying to kill her because um, it thought in turn would make her hurt or end up like Kurt, you know, trying to fight the humans and, or maybe potentially even kill them, therefore hmm. preventing her to go to the Earth ever, forever.
0: Yeah, which is, I don't know, it feels um, a little paternalistic to me because like Lilith has never really demonstrated impulsivity, right? She's been pretty restrained. Um, Absolutely. So, so I think even if she'd received the news in, in the company of the other humans that she was being kept back from Earth, I, I don't think she would have lost her cool sufficiently to have killed anyone.
1: Yeah, um, which is surprising, isn't it? Because, I mean, so far, Nikanj has has had like a proper understanding of Lilith, I'd say, more or less, right?
0: Uh, sometimes, right. I think uh, sometimes it, it's, it's kind of spot on, but other times it, it really doesn't get it i think uh, which again kind of ma- makes sense right it, it, it has the it doesn't have the inside perspective to kind of really empathize with humans but it has the advantage of the outside view so it can kind of see some of the the stuff that we might not see well about ourselves so i, I think it, it has the it has that kind of peculiar mix of occasionally being very good at predicting what humans will do but also um missing some important points <laughs>
1: I guess so. I guess mm. so. I just always think of back to the situation with Paul Titus. Um, how accurate um Nikanch was then oh, by yeah, telling yeah. Kaguya off. But
0: uh, it's definitely better at it than any of the other Owen as far as I can tell. But mm. um yeah, it's still not quite you know, it's not quite perfect. Plus I think it's probably overreacting just a little bit because of the situation with Joseph, right? It's yeah. it's, it's leery of um
1: yeah, who knows, risking. maybe, you know, like, although Lily has not shown any impulses, maybe something could break in her when, you know, hearing that whole information, and she could go berserk, maybe?
0: Yeah, it doesn't want to take the chance that yeah. she might get
1: um, angry.
0: I think also because they, they kind of failed to predict that this would happen with Kurt, so there's a bit of doubt
1: Yes. Yes. in
0: them that they actually know what they're doing in terms of predicting how the humans will react to one another.
1: Yes, absolutely. So... Nikanj then continued to tell Lilith that the moment they reach Earth, then um, Kali knew that the humans will try to escape them. The original plan was Don Kali were planning to tell the humans to take whatever they needed and go if they want to go, um, but they would be welcomed back anytime. Um, but it asked Lilith's opinion throughout this whole conversation if she thinks it's a mistake to tell the humans that. Um, And this is the short script from the book. Um, You think it would be a mistake to tell them? Why bother asking me what I think? I must, I want to know, I want to know. Lilith, do you want them to come back? They will come back eventually. They must, unless they kill one another. Silence. Why must they come back, she asked. It turned its face away. They can't even touch one another, the men and the women. Is that it? That will pass when they've been away from us for a while, but it won't matter. Why not? They need us now. They won't have children without us. Human sperm and egg will not unite without us. And I think this is a big, big thing that they're saying here. Um, mm. the, the fact that humans cannot join, uh, cannot make ch- uh, b- offspring without mm-hmm. the presence of Don Kali.
0: Yep, this is the whole the that they... Uh will have on them i think it's the the way that they will get them to come back yeah uh, because you know when if people want to be able to reproduce then they will have to come back to the oankali so it, it's a it's a it's a big one
1: it's a biggie uh, yeah absolutely yeah. and i think a little later at the end of the chapter reference this that back um in a way hmm. To the answer to the to that conversation Lilith then tells uh, Nikaj that they shouldn't tell them to return and not to be too obvious about helping them to get getting away either um, the humans need to decide what they want like because if they decide to come back it must be from their own will not because they're obeying the own Kali um mm. because basically if they did, that would get them killed, and many, and not many will come back, only a handful. Um, mm-hmm. Some will think, Lilith says, that the human species deserves at least a clean death. And this conversation with um, Nikanj, is it an unclean thing that we want, Lilith? Yes! Is it an unclean thing that I have made you pregnant? She did not understand the words at first. It was as though it had begun speaking language she did not know you what I have made you pregnant with Joseph's child I wouldn't have done it so soon but I wanted to use his seed not a print I could not make you closely enough related to a child mixed from a print and there's a limit of to how long I could keep sperm alive and I think that's when I read this I was like what <laughs>
0: yeah that uh, hits you with kind of a curveball um right there and hits lilith as well because uh, she has that same reaction just like uh, you what yeah and you get like the um i don't know if this was in in cinema or something you get the impression that like if you were from lilith's perspective things would go into soft focus and you get like a ringing in your ears or something yeah basically just, that's exactly like, I what my- it's just just kind of utterly uh, surprising and disorientating
1: yeah, it's I, I mean, here I was like, oh wow, okay. So, um it explains how it did it as well because it preserved Joseph's sperm for mm-hmm. I don't know, we say a few weeks, but I think by the book describes. So, and there's a limit how long it can keep the sperm alive, which is very interesting because hmm. I I like I mean, we know of in vitro fertilization, right? you can extract yeah. the nucleus out of the sperm right that's what happens and you inject it into the oocyte that basic. that's the basics of ivf hmm.
0: but i'm i suppose there's i mean usually though if you're going to keep sperm for a long time you freeze it right no 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 so yes i'm assuming that um, it's being kept at uh, within probably within um the kanji's body i would expect yes. it has some kind of a uh, and a ability to keep it there
1: like some sort of tissue or something yes but what i'm trying (laughs) to say is that um, quite a lot of
0: animals that do that actually there's quite a lot of animals that can store sperm from a single sexual encounter mm -hmm. and use it for a long time after yes absolutely Um, no -hmm. but
1: what i'm trying to say is that first of all when did it extract the sperm cells from joseph right um Uh, yeah
0: that's um i'm not sure
1: i don't think we were told anything about it beforehand uh um, no. and then secondly, like the fact that the, the Onkali can modify the genome, right? How mm. can it not like um read the sequences? I mean it could read the sequences because obviously it made the um Lilith pregnant and you know impregnate her while she was, I don't know, being pleasured by the Onkali. But like
2: mm.
1: what well, I'm trying to think is is like can it not not like take a copy of what the sperm contents are. I mean, obviously, it's probably millions of sperm cells. But, um, you know, yeah, the sequence what, is why there, why it right? can't
0: make a child from a print, as it were, is a, an interesting question. Yeah. But, I mean, I suppose it might be some, just something to do with they don't understand. Well, I mean, then they're, um, they're doing the genetic mixing with the other Owen Carly. So, yeah. Mm, so, yeah. you know
1: what I mean? Like, it's it's like it didn't want to use the print to use the prints like the copy of Joseph's uh, mm. sperm cells to, um, to in on Lilith, so it, you had original sperm cells, but at the same time they have the ability to read the sequence of those um, s- sperm cell DNA. And mm-hmm. therefore, it should be able to just copy it, and if it wanted, just I know. I mean,
0: uh, maybe I mean you could probably concoct some kind of a technical limitation if you wanted to come up with a justification for yeah, it. Yeah, like, I guess uh, so. Say, I mean, maybe they need the 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 sperm to fertilize the human egg, um, and to undergo the, the uh, usual kind of recombination process and. Mm-hmm. The, the zygotic genome activation stuff. They need some of that. They need a, an oocyte or something. I mean, a am um, zygote, rather a fertilized zygote, before they can do their genetic engineering to work with. Or, you know, something like that. Rather than um, they, do, they like starting from the the, um, the uh, separate sex cells is a problem for them in some fashion,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, right? You can come up with something that's an excuse, but it I, doesn't seem like it would be that
1: valid of like an pa- excuse. Plausible, was, yeah.
0: Yeah, um for them to be able to do this kind of um like cross species genetic engineering work and not be able to solve those issues. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you never know. It it's uh, Well, it, that's it, the thing. We don't really be know. <laughs> uh
1: what's yeah. what's the Onkali you can really do? So mm-hmm. I guess it's acceptable ex- uh, excuse and explanation. Uh but it feels like for me that Nikan should be like this should be able to um I don't know. Mm-hmm. Copy yeah, or d- I
0: definitely have a a lot of more technical questions about why you can't do this. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> Considering that you know we can't do it ourselves in a way you know there are methods mm. of preserving sperm cells, like you put it, you know, you freeze them down with a bit of buffer solution and liquid nitrogen, and it will last, you know, in the cold storage room for a long, long time. That's how people store yeah, the yeah. sperm in the sperm banks. Like it's, it's not really a a Very difficult technology nowadays. Um, Mm -hmm. um, And I Uh, think. I wonder when this first sperm banks actually um, started on Earth. I uh, mean, like, just properly.
0: I'm not sure. I mean, I guess they wouldn't have long. I mean, I suppose you might have seen them before IVF was the thing in anticipation that the possibility of IVF being a thing, but I wouldn't imagine they would be popular until IVF was developed, which was what
1: i just checked um, and when was the first sperm bank created and it says in mm-hmm. 1964 uh, okay it was right. established uh, for therapeutic purposes of infertility at Iowa USA and Tokyo Japan on 1964 mm-hmm. so i guess i guess you know like but, but technology is even older than that we're talking about 1950s uh, you know the cryopreservation right so i mm-hmm. i suspect that this is
0: yeah, but I think it's just it doesn't. It's not their style of technology, right? It's not the way they they do things, right? They they don't do like you know, yeah, prior preservance. They do stuff biologically. That's the yeah. I don't know. It's a, a bit kind of outside of the, the realm of the way that they'd usually operate. The I'd yeah, I'd be kind of surprised if they suddenly started you know whipping out the liquid nitrogen. It it seems a bit out of character for them.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. But in the same time, like it feels to me that um having that biological advantage right that that organ and allows you understand and then if you combine Mm. it with normal uh, scientific research procedure right like you know using equipment and stuff like that would really Mm. really speed up a lot of things don't you think
0: yeah yeah definitely
1: like, if you had, like, imagine the sequencing analysis we do nowadays, right? Imagine if you could just put your finger in the sample and be like, hmm, yes, I know what, then, and you just, you know, like, produce the analysis out of that and you understand it, like, in even more depth than you could normally do, like, right? So,
0: mm-hmm. but, and yeah, and it's like the difference between, say, looking at something and, imaging something right so when you look at it it's it's an inherent kind of subjectivity to it right and it's difficult to do like a, a quantification across multiple different um, states if you're just eyeballing it yes, right? absolutely. you need a camera that can that can have the same it's, it's you know it's doing the same visual information but it's capturing it in a consistent objective fashion that you can use to do quantitative comparisons between um, between different states mm-hmm. which you can't do that well with your eye Uh, you know you can kind of score stuff but it's not it's not as good as as a uh, as an imaging technology so it's the same kind of situation i suspect with the way the oankali operate to some degree right i mean they 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 have this like genetic perception Mm -hmm. but you you would at the same time want to have the the technological implementation of that as well so that you can get the, the more quantitative information but it doesn't seem like they've ever really gone that route i think because so much of their technology is um biological in basis yes they don't ha- they don't have that same kind of approach to things yeah absolutely uh, yeah
1: i think it's actually it, i think it also proves the point of like why Don kali are missing few information or few things for, about humans is mm. that they don't have that sort of objective approach in a lot of things right
0: yeah, they're, they're kind of, um, they don't seem to have, a, I mean, they, they have a lot of technical sophistication and they seem very capable at, at, at implementing stuff, but it's not, um, it's not actually all that scientific in their approach to finding stuff out. Yes. Right? It's, it's almost more evolutionary. Um, it's, it's kind of, you know, the, understanding has kind of emerged from them acquiring and integrating new bits of stuff and exper- and experimenting in the kind of uh, more random exploration type way they don't seem to have a sophisticated a scientific culture like they're not kind of you know directed at finding stuff out in the in the same way they they do it through this trade they don't do it through uh the, what we conventionally think of as the scientific method
1: it makes sense though because they are evolutionary species right they, they use evolution yeah. as their own driving force whereas we are we humans and all the animals on the earth and all these organisms actually on the earth um mm. evolution is more of like a Another driving force, but more of like a process that we are all under, you know, taking, it's taking place all the time. Um, hmm. Depends on the timings, of course, per species, but it's not something that we feel or we can control in any way, in terms of like the Onkali do.
0: Yeah, it comes back to something we talked about in much earlier episodes, but they have a kind of fusion between their mimetic and their genetic replicators right they have genetic memory and they have uh, very perfect memory and and their technology is all biological so they have this kind of like they don't really have a sort of as clear a separation between ideas and and genetics almost as we do right at the moment because we don't have that sophisticated a genetic engineering technology there's there's a decoupling between um and our 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 technological our mimetic our ideas um, as replicators and our genes and they're kind of a little bit out of out of step with one another. Mm-hmm. But in the Alain world, they're much more tightly intertwined.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. But yes, this is one of our final last off tangent top uh, conversations <laughs> for this book. <laughs> oh, know
0: the episode's not over yet. Oh no, yeah,
1: actually, <laughs> yes, it's not over yet. So
0: we got plenty of room for more tangents. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, where next are we in the. Um... Unclean? Ah, yes, unclean. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, um, it's an interesting choice of word there, actually.
1: I mean, it's understandable why Lilith would call it unclean, what's happening between aliens and humans right but there's a lot of situation at the moment in the world about purism and you know of uh, species etc etc actually it
0: feels like um, so I initially thought it came from from Nikanj, the unclean thing but it's kind of in response to the end of Lilith's last sentence yes. she says uh, a clean end to humanity and then Nikanj is responding with is it unclean
1: yes thing uh-huh. that we want that hmm. I the trade
0: yeah yeah, but it's, it's, uh, there's a couple of kind of slightly biblical-sounding terms in this end chapter. There's the, the use of unclean, which is a popular mm-hmm. uh, popular thing from the Old Testament, and then there was um, lie with, uh, in reference to her um, being with Nicang and the other Ankali, and it kind of had a that slight double entendre meaning of possibly being uh, you know, sexually close with them, but also just physically lying with them. Yes, yes. Um, so there's you know there's a couple of those kind of uh, sli- you know that, that slight biblical tone kind of going in there. So I'm not entirely certain what that's that's um, accomplishing, but it it's interesting.
1: Which is, I mean, yes, but like at the same time, like I, it's a hard topic to the whole situation of like what what happened to Liv you know the pregnancy and that the fact the child will be partially human, partially alien, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't know, I personally don't know how to feel about this because in a way, evolution and changes to species and any species, right, is part of what the life is, right, you know mm-hmm. and things like this, right, are hard it's a hard topic to converse about because some people, you know, say like you would say, yes, that why would it matter for some, you wouldn't matter. For some, would matter a lot, right? Mm. Because it's mostly about you know, it's familiar, it's there, and stuff like that. Uh,
0: I think it it can be related a little bit to um, if you think about it through the lens of, of moral foundations theory. Mm-hmm. And there's there's the uh, one of our kind of moral taste buds, according to that model, mm-hmm. is um, the kind of a purity, sanctity kind of axis where when we have like one of the things that makes us. you know reason about things from a from a moral perspective is you know do we think that they're they're pure or 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 profane in some sense Mm -hmm. and this the the, the, like the emotion the the feeling of disgust is kind of coupled in with that like is it something that we find uh disgusting or something that we find kind of uh you know pure clean um so and i think that's the point that you made before about some people would be okay with this and others wouldn't I think it comes down to that kind of like moral taste profile, yeah. right? It's it, it's the like are you are you particularly sensitive to the the purity sanctity axis? Uh, is that something that that's, that's shaping your your moral decisions? That's one of the things that that, that kind of tends to separate um, sort of clustering people who are more conservative and people who are more liberal politically. Is that the um, the liberals are kind of more sensitive to the care and fairness axes, but don't really use the purity, sanctity, and authority moral axes so much. Mm-hmm. So, when they're they're kind of reasoning about moral stuff, and they 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 just, they, they don't talk about it in the same language because they don't really um, sort of use those moral senses in the same way. Like they still have them, but they usually sort of slightly slightly underdeveloped in the the liberals, and they kind of give more emphasis to the the importance of the. The care fairness axis, which which fits quite well with a kind of more utilitarian ethics, which um, and I I I fall into that camp, right? I have that uh, I'm less sensitive to the purity sanctity and more in the uh, the care fairness, Mm -hmm. Um, and there's these kind of personality attributes that are actually quite strongly predictive of political affiliation, which I find an interesting thing. But yeah, I think that's one of the.
1: I think it really relates back to. the conversation we had a few episodes back about you know i was joking about a sex cult uh if don kali arrived on the pla- on the planet <laughs> right uh yeah, yeah. it's it's we talked about this a lot in previous several episodes about what will happen you know if don kali apa- appear on the earth before the war actually took place right
0: yeah yeah, it's another one of those like if, if you, you there's a bunch of people who are high in in, in trait openness in the the big five personality traits right they're open to new experiences yeah and this is an interesting new experience so.
1: exactly so i just <laughs> that
0: segment of the population so
1: i feel yeah. it'd be um, i don't know it'll be interesting to see um, how at that point would this whole situation replace. but yeah in this case though although as you mentioned earlier Lilith was looking at Don as persons and here mm. the fact that um, Lilith is pregnant with Joseph's child which will be human but also alien in the same time. is Yes yeah, man- so it's not
0: just hers and Joseph's right it's also uh, Ahajas d- and Dishan. Yes
1: exactly um, but it's just the combination of all that is right it's now it's unclean right so I think Lilith herself still isn't certain of her mm. own standing towards Don Carly in this whole situation, right?
0: Yeah, it gives her a kind of uh, like this sort of hybrid child, a mix of human and alien. Gives her this kind of she thinks you know, it's a it's a monster, right? She's she's not um, uh, at all comfortable with this idea. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I I I, I suspect though when. I mean, there's, there's the difference between interacting with, with that kind of, like the concept of this individual in the abstract. And then in the concrete, it'll just be an innocent child, right? Mm -hmm. So the, uh, you know, it it may offend that moral sense of, 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 um, purity, sanctity. But when it comes back to the sort of care axis, Mm -hmm. when you're actually interacting with that child, it's just a child, right? It had no say in.
1: That's the the thing, right? Yeah. you I mean it's pretty obvious if you look from it that you know children have never had unless I mean very few cases when the child is born as a psychopath which, you know happens but like usually children are have the innocence is there right they haven't done anything they were just born mm-hmm. right there was the result of two people
0: no yeah, they're, they're devoid of a kind of uh, uh like a, a negative moral valence right yeah. there's no uh uh,
1: so how no
0: I mean unless you want to get into like original sin and... no, no
1: no I'm not gonna go there because that's I, I think that's completely irrelevant and especially in modern world but um I just in terms of the perspective here is just like there's one thing you know I never understood why would children have to suffer because of their parents mistakes or events that happened to their parents right um hmm. And I, I'm talking about very broadly here because I don't want to go on certain topics that are referenced to it because I don't think it's appropriate and I don't have enough knowledge or experience about this. But it's just in terms of the result of a child being born, the child, if the child is being born, has done nothing wrong, right? Mm, yeah. um, and in here, the situation when you have an alien-human uh, hybrid, the child hasn't done anything, right? it's the decision that Nikanj has taken and that decision that Lilith was not ready, sort of in a way, for this whole situation, right? So Joseph only recently died and now she's mm. finding she's pregnant or she was being made pregnant by Nikanj with Joseph's sperm, so... Yeah,
0: yeah, and it, it, it it's this this whole thing again with, with Nikanj, uh, like she, it, it, it said to her, that that she wouldn't be pregnant until she was ready yeah right a- until she kind of until she wanted it uh but it's ve- no, it's very clear that it didn't consult her uh, <laughs> that's the about thing this.
1: i think that's the whole situation about this is that a few chapters back nikanj goes oh you know you can't get pregnant but it's your decision when you'll get pregnant right it said mm. specifically that it's up to lil cuz lil's like oh you decide when and it's like nikanj was like no It's your decision. Whenever you're ready, you can get pregnant. That's the contraceptive. And now we have a situation that contradicts that. Um, It's Mm -hmm. made Lilith pregnant without even thinking about this whole situation. Even, even talking about you know, it could have approached Lilith and be like, Lilith, I still have some of Joseph's sperm cells. Mm. Would you like to have his child? Do you think that you would like to have Joseph's child? and
0: Yeah, and, and even would he like to have his child on the condition that it also be a a hybrid of Ahajus uh, and Tishan that I will mix together? Uh, yeah. Which she would probably not have agreed to.
1: I, I, I think yeah, I mean like I think if you put this situation, and this is the problem of the Onkali, a lot of problem. They say one thing, they do another thing and it just causes con- constant issues like it's still that, what's the word you used before, that not condescending but like, not uh,
0: uh, paternalist?
1: Maybe paternalist but more of like, um, when you, you used a nice word, I don't remember it, when you compared it like humans and towards animals, like, you know, when something happens to animals in a zoo, is like I could have shown, i uh, known better, right? Like this sort of up, up, uh, uh, attitude. Okay. Um, same mm. here is that like, when they do something it's like we do it because we read no better than you. It's like looking mm, at the child, okay. right? Like it's, it's, it's. Right, right. Um, uh, you know, similar like to like parent to child. So. so maybe it is paternalism. Yeah, I don't
0: remember the specific word, but <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of uh, sort of a no better condescending kind of an attitude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, okay. it
1: just felt like mm. to me that this whole situation is like it could have been solved in so many ways. The whole. Um,
0: but I think, so it, if we get into Nikanja's motivations here and kind of understanding, because I, I think it, 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 this next sentence that it goes into, so you shouldn't begin to lie to yourself, it's a deadly habit. And then, uh, the child will be yours and Joseph's, Ahajus's and Ishan's, Because I've mixed it, shaped it, seen, it will be beautiful, and without deadly conflicts, it will be mine. It will be my first child, Loth, first to be born at least. Ahajus is also pregnant. yeah. So in that first bit that you shouldn't begin to lie to yourself, it's a deadly habit. A sentiment I agree with, but the uh, I think that kind of captures why Nakano th- kind of has done this. I think it thinks that she wants this.
1: Yes, but just before you, but, um, sorry, just before you uh, continue, is that mm-hmm. is that um, just before that prag- fragment? Um, the reason why Nikanj wanted to give made, uh, Lilith pregnant was because she needed, a co- she wanted, uh, he wanted, it wanted to have her, uh, for her to have a companion. And uh, now, the, the, and he knows that so he'd made it a daughter. Uh, and Lilith is alone and lonely on the ship. And you know, as Lilith was having this conversation, he started moving away, saying that there's a monster inside of her. That's when Nikanj pulls her back and says, "You shouldn't begin to light over yourself. It's a deadly habit." Just to, to clarify mm-hmm. on the situation. But yes, you're absolutely right, isn't it? Yeah.
0: And and I think that, so the, the Oankali seem to have this, they're, they're quite uh, keen on this almost like self-knowledge notion, right? They they they, they seem to have a fairly um, coherently mm-hmm. unified sense of self, right? And the, the, they um, seem to have a fairly different understanding of like conflicts between being like um, physiologically interested in something and being intellectually like willing to do it like making a kind of conscious decision to do it it feels like those things are almost not as as separate for them as they are for most humans in some ways i think this is probably because of the the, like the control that they have over their their biology to some degree because i think that they're just sort of less likely to encounter a scenario where they have a mismatch between what they're intellectually interested in and want and physiologically want because they can kind of tweak their biology a little bit and also because their culture is um kind of based around this whole um it's, it's sort of so intertwined with their biology it has this this very uh close connection so there's not like a, a disjoint between the ideas of what they should be doing and what their biology wants them to do which you know humans we we have uh we have a some, some something of an environmental mismatch with our biology in our current civilizational state, mm-hmm. right? Because we've done we've created all kinds of super stimuli in our environment, like you know the the whole Mars bars problem, right? You've got these things that are sweet and salty and full of fats and have a you know, like a great mouthfeel and they taste amazing, but they're kind of devoid of any like real nutritional content <laughs> yes. whereas in the ancestral environment those thing like the seeking out those things would re- kind of relatively reliably lead you to something that was actually nutritionally useful but now we can manufacture stuff that no longer has that heuristic right looking for the sweet stuff and the fatty stuff and the zone is no longer going to guide you in the right direction with respect to nutritional content so we have this mismatch which produces a You know, a a crazier, right? The difference between the, the, like an intellectual interest in the thing and actually physiologically wanting the thing, right? Mm -hmm. You want the cookie. Yes, yes. But the, because, you know, it's like physiologically, you know, you're you're salivating over it, but intellectually, you know, it's not a good idea. But I think this is less common in the Oankali's environment. So it's not something they're good at empathizing with in the humans. Um, And I think they interpret. A physiological ability or interest in the humans as being something that would be consistent with their intellectual interest. Right? So, so if if someone feels like someone biologically is like you know ready to bear children or biologically is interested in in in, in a sexual stimulation or whatever, they interpret that as being synonymous with agreement at the intellectual level because they have less of that disjoint. Okay. Do you see where I'm coming from? There.
1: Sort of. Yes. Mm the only problem is that with this whole notion is that the fact that we don't really know what don't call you thing right because the author oh, yeah, yeah. doesn't I mean, allow I, us to just... see because they're so alien and book that's way so hmm. uh,
0: that's yeah so that's just kind of my interpretation of of how they're they're acting here but it feels very consistent with everything that they've done so far they have this uh, and and it feels like they have this this uh, that that consistency, the fact that this is something that kind of matches everything that they've mm-hmm. done, it, it gives them a, a kind of a, a real um, complexity as the kind of um, and, and and they feel much more kind of real as the like antagonists in this this narrative because of their 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 kind of subtleties and their complexities. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying it it it, um, it moral that 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 their way of perceiving it like that kind of morally justifies their actions. Absolutely, right? they, they, they need to be. Like aware of the fact that if humans have, you know, are oh, interested in making a conscious decision, not just uh, going along with their, their physiology, but it seems like the uh, um, it seems like it might be an explanation for why they seem uh, a part of the reason for why they seem so alien.
1: I see, I see, I see your point, and I, I think I sort of agree. I I think the, the the fact is that because of the complexity and complexity of the situation. Hmm. It still doesn't, though, um, excuse the, the fact that Nikanj throughout the whole book, right? When when things were like, do you remember the conversation? I think if it was after the Paul Titus situation that um, Lilith and Nikanj had this moment where Nikanj was go undergo the metamorphosis. And I think mm-hmm. what happened was they had a discussion, where, a discussion about, you know, ask or talk to me when there's things that need to be, you know, like things like that, take about my body, right? I think that's what it, sh- it. she said, that they said, is there anything related to my body? And come and ask mm-hmm. or have a conversation with me, right? And yeah, yeah. Nikanj said, and I think if that's co- if I remember correctly, so I think when Nikanj was talking about, uh, they were coming to conversation, right? Nikanj mm-hmm. and Lilith came to sort of agreement, let's say, uh, or there was at least some understanding that nikanj will speak or at least c- talk about it with about about this and this is a situation where you really need to have a conversation about this whole yeah um yeah. decision right like the, the whole you know making lilith pregnant so i don't know
0: i agree yeah i mean but that's so, a but the um part of the reason why i think my kind of little hypothesis there makes a good explanation is because it feels like a a kind of cognitive bias that the oankali have about not thinking about this this disjoint which is something that like just being aware that you have a, a bias in the way that you think is usually insufficient to stop you from falling prey to it yes right uh so the 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 fact that lilith has explicitly said you need to talk to me about this and, and so on uh, is, is is not uh, adequate for for to dissuade Nacanj from from doing this, even if it's kind of uh, well intentioned I think it's just not it, it's not like internalized this idea that 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 this kind of like physiological willingness to do a thing and her intellectual willingness to do a thing are different. Things.
1: Yes, yes, I think that's the big <laughs> big um problem in here and I and I think this whole issue. Is uh, it's a lot of things, right? This in this whole book have been about lack of conversation and lack of the, and with this as you described, cognitive bias from Don Cali. Um, hmm. But yeah, I agree in here. I uh, I, I you understand just... your point now in a way, and uh, um and I think I agree in the, with it. Um, although as I say this whole book has been driving me nuts with the fact that a lot of things could have been solved if there was enough transparency between them
0: yeah I mean it's a, that's that's actually it's an interesting point because it's often a it's often a, a thing in kind of bad writing where there's a you know, there's just a, a failure to communicate that leads to, you know, you see it in a lot of like bad comedy plots and stuff, right? You know, if, if somebody had sat down and <laughs> yeah, talked for five yeah. minutes, then this would have been like you could have avoided this entire thing. Um, but then but it would made a slightly like more
1: comedy movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this, the, this the, like the fact that it's two alien species who are in a very asymmetrical power relationship to one another kind of lends credence to the fact that there would be miscommunication mm-hmm. because like there's no like there's no strong motivation for the for the oankali to actually like pay attention to what the humans want to communicate because they're the ones in control and they're very alien to one another so and like yeah. that's going to foster miscommunications yeah.
1: and the fact is that the oankali <laughs> saved the remaining humans from the total hmm. extinction also sort of puts in the perspective yeah we we've saved your ass
0: yeah, probably gives them a certain sense of ownership. Yeah, <laughs>
1: hmm. yeah it's it's a bit of a interesting. Um, I say, I would say it's a it's a very imbalanced position, and and I don't know what's I mean, like it's this story. To be honest, like I don't know where the next two books are gonna go, but it just feels to me there's got it's it's a lot of um it's a lot of situations that small situations like that. Uh, what's going what will cause the conflict to escalate more and more even if two sides mm. will try to de-escalate the pro- the issues right okay it's just this this, this lack mm. of communication the attitude and changes of the environment that that's
0: mm. yeah the, the failures of communication definitely seem to be a uh, causal yeah. <laughs> in many of these no, uh, no, no,
1: it's, conflicts. it's not like mm. you know it's a, a profound um uh, we came to a profound conclusion right it's just In a lot of these situations, like um, it's. I imagine this situation being like two foreign people meet that they cannot speak any of the common languages, right? And they try Mm -hmm. to do something, let's say something complicated as an experiment, right? Cambridge experiment. They may Mm -hmm. or may not have the knowledge how to do it, and they have to do something to communicate with one another, right? And it's in a very simplistic yeah, way a... it just shows that like the lack of ability to communicate and it doesn't mean that you cannot speak to each other it's just the lack of mm. ability to actually understand one another is
0: and it it, it it like when you have that kind of barrier to communication it it, uh, it you're sort of prevented from heading off misunderstandings before they develop yes. into something more profound right like it's a, you you can't kind of catch the the error early and fix it right it, it tends to it tends to uh, to grow yeah and
1: <laughs> it, the book has shown this many many times humans in the mm. cage Lilith and uh Paul Titus Lilith and mm. Joseph and Kurt um Lilith's pregnancy right um Lilith and Kaguya, the attitude of Kaguya, right towards Lilith all mm. this time the whole journey has been riddled with, you know, obviously in any in circumstances like this, right, there's bound to be things that are bumpy, right? But if mm-hmm. there was, but it's also very cliche, I would say, right, that like miscommunication, mm-hmm. right? Um, in yeah. many.
0: I mean, it's, it's cliche for a reason though, right? It's everywhere. Oh, yes, 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 like, yes. It's, uh,
1: uh, but like yeah. in a lot of movies that introduced aliens right and aliens come to the planet and they there's a they do something they sound something but there's this this miscommunication because of the alienness right but like and often there were more no or not like this whole situation could have been solved and make the movie very boring Uh, if you know if the (laughs) odd one aside on another didn't try to trick uh, you know, like oh, humans trying to steal technology, or the aliens trying to do something to humans. Blah blah blah. You know, like this is very cliche, mm-hmm. right, and very generalistic view. But it sort of mm-hmm. th- happens in here as well, in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it applies in, in you know many situations in just day to day life, oh, yeah? right? The the failure to actually just sort of drill down on on um, the specifics of of the nature of your your disagreement and like the kind of unwillingness to to entertain. One another's positions for long enough to actually understand the nature of your disagreement and and uh, discuss it. Yeah, what's yeah, it's
1: yeah the, very yes, common. Absolutely, I, I
0: <laughs> especially in political discourse. Mm,
1: yes, <laughs> uh, although I personally want to stay away from that because that's just another kind of warrants. But yeah, this this is the reason. <laughs> um, a lot of issues arise from that. Yes. Mm,
0: yeah. And there are plenty of techniques for, for doing it better, right?
1: It's just that uh, I think though techniques exist, it's the willingness of actually wanting to apply those techniques, Richard. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's the thing, that's you know? Like, yeah, some people just yeah. thrive, and in politics, people thrive on the conflict, even though it doesn't matter whether or not it's positive or negative. People are talking, as long as people are talking about you, you're good, right? Hmm. So.
0: Yep. I so say, if you. Uh, uh, In in my tradition of plugging books, I'll plug a good book here. Um, How to have impossible conversations, I think, is the title by um, Peter Bogosian and James Lindsay. That's an excellent one on the subject. Okay,
1: okay, I need to check it out then.
0: Yeah, and. uh, if you ever want to see someone who's managed to, to kind of, uh, I, I think I often describe him as kind of a, a savant of the content of that book. I don't think he's, a, I don't know if he's read it, I don't know if he's familiar with any of the theory in it, but he's amazingly good at doing it in real mm-hmm. life. Um, there's got a uh, uh, American uh, jazz musician called uh, Daryl Davis, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a long documentary, actually, it's not actually that long, it's a, documentary, it's a great documentary, that's the word mm-hmm. I was looking for, uh, called Accidental Courtesy, about okay. him. Um, and the fact that he uh, has managed to persuade, like, at this point, I think over a hundred people to leave the Klu Klux Klan. Ah,
1: camp, okay.
0: Basically, just by sitting down and talking to him.
1: Okay, I see. I rem- uh. I, I didn't. I don't have. I don't remember <laughs> names. But that story, I know what you're who you're talking about. Yes, yes, I've I've heard of this fella. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like, if, if you want to kind of uh, learn how to like exemplify the, the skills of how to have uh, very difficult conversations and, and come to, to a point of common understanding across broad divides, then those two pieces of source material are a, a good start.
1: Yeah, plan. it's absolutely the story of that man, especially the Ku Klux Klan uh, members, and how he managed to have a conversation, befriend them. It's incredible. Like... So I, I yes, it proves the point. The co- proper conversation and willingness to uh, deep dive uh, di- into those problems really. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: it's a, a, the, the, one of the key things that come from it is just curiosity, yeah. right? So his his primary motivation for for talking to people in the clan was like he's, he's black, so it's like how how can people hate me for the color of my skin without having ever met me? Yeah, uh, he just he didn't get that so uh, he, that that was what motivated him to talk to them just to like uh, how, how are you able to come to a position of hating me without having met me because of something as arbitrary as my skin color uh, and then you know that from there the uh, he persuaded them of the the like the the error of their ways effectively but out of that honest curiosity that's kind of the like the, the the way to approach a conversation with someone with whom you disagree profoundly is honest curiosity about why they think what they just
1: think. Just on the topic of KKK, just really slight off tangent. I just need to. I remembered because I was reading about this topic, and I need to say mm-hmm. for those who are int- who who will check that black fella and his story about KKK, do check also the names that um, uh the KKK members use the titles for each rank. <laughs> I swear it's <laughs> It's like the best thing ever.
0: Yeah, their titles are just bizarre. I've no idea how that's a thing. I but...
1: honestly it's like it's whoever started this and came up with the ideas of those names either was a massive nerd and <laughs> and had great imagination naming-wise. But it's a hell it's hilarious honestly. It's
0: oh. It's just so strange. It's it's,
1: yeah. it's fantastic. So, I honestly, when you read them, I, I cry every time out of laughter when I go into this topic. And it's,
0: it's the juxtaposition, though, of like the, the kind of like horrendous political <laughs> honestly, position with the ridiculous yeah. names. That's so It's like, like, what like the,
1: <laughs> hell? the moment you hear that and the moment you po- connect those two yeah. points, it's just like, it's f- scary how the things they've done. But holy shit, they were funny yeah. as fuck when it comes to the naming of each other. It's just... I just don't know. I just imagine uh, the meeting, right? And they're like throwing, you know, slurs, and they're like, "How racist they are!" And then there's like, you no, know, the grand wizard is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, it's just I don't know.
0: Um, uh, yeah, it, it's just weird, but yeah, moving, <laughs> moving on, on from from that. From,
1: from that. <laughs> so I just needed to mention that because it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So, uh, returning to, to the book. To, to Lilith's. Um, yeah, Lilith's child, yeah. So we get a little bit more information about about um, what this child will be, will be like, right? So we learn it's a yes, daughter. Yes,
1: yes, and the book goes then saying that, well, Nikanj says that the child will look like Lilith and Joseph, but the differences will be hidden until the metamorphosis. So the child will undergo certain metamorphosis by, we don't know yet of as of what exactly that consists of, right? Because we know in the Nikanj part, it was the sensory arm coming out Hmm. nobody we don't know yet what the humans going like maybe the tentacles maybe the hair will be looking like more like tentacle like who knows but the says yeah. that this, our children will be better than either of us. We will moderate your hierarchical problems and you will lessen our physical limitations. Our children won't destroy themselves in a war. And if they need to regrow a limb or to change themselves in some other way, they'll be able to do it and there will be other benefits. But they won't be human, Lil mm. said. That's what matters. You can't understand, but that is what matters. It's tentacles noted. The child inside, inside you matters. It released her arms and her hands clutched uselessly at one another. This will destroy us, she whispered. My God, no wonder you wouldn't let me leave with the others. You will leave when I do. You, Ahajaz and uh, D-Chan and our children. We have work to do here before we leave. It stood up. We'll go home now. Ahajaz and d are waiting for us. Hmm. So I think it's interesting because it relates back to what... I don't remember who it was it. Chitaya? Kaguya? Maybe it wasn't Kanj. About the problem. I, I think it was Chitaya in the very first chapter or two first few chapters on the part one when they were talking about mm-hmm. um the differences between the Onkali and the humans right that they were like humans are very mm-hmm. hierarchical and the, they have like we have very contradicting traits that we are very social but very hierarchical and authoritarian and that causes issues blah 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 and stuff like that uh, I, I don't remember, exactly mm-hmm. remember but there was something like this
0: yeah so we, we have difficulty solving certain collective action problems as was Illustrated quite nicely by the conflict that immediately arose yep. in this book yep. when the humans were left in uh, to their own devices.
1: Yeah, so um, mm-hmm. that's This that, is interesting, uh, but I'm more interesting about mm-hmm. the physical limitations, right? Like that the child, you know, they won't destroy themselves, but they can re- grow a limb or change themselves in one way or another, right? That's that, and there will be other benefits. So, like, I guess the mm-hmm. memory. Um, I guess maybe the strength. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, this the the. And Carly have been flying around the galaxy, accumulating all of these very uh, interesting biological traits. Right, they they seem to be very capable. Um, like they they say they're physical limitations, but like then in many ways by comparison with humans, they're not physically Mm -hmm. limited I think it's just like uh, uh, an expansion of their their physical capacities
1: (laughs) I wonder Uh, if also breathing underwater because I think you know Ankali can breathe underwater but I Mm. think though I think Mm -hmm. because the chapter before I continue with my thoughts this is where the chapter ends right Lilith pondering on what she should do resisting or going with Nikanj but ultimately she decides that she needs more information because if there's a chance to learn how to slip the Onkali and have pure children, she needs to learn it, right? So this that's where the chapter sort of ends. Um but the thing is, imagine the situation where the awesome humans that slipped under the Onkali radar and they have produced pure children, right? There's we have you're talking about several generations of humans, right? And we have several generations of the children of the Onkali human children who have a moderated their like who, in, in which the onkali have moderated that sort of hierarchical problems meaning also that they are less prone to aggressiveness I guess because it says they'll be less in, they'll be uh they won't destroy themselves in the war but mm-hmm. if the pure humans then would attack those um onkali children right like no the human onkali hybrids what would? Then happen right? Would the Onkali protect themselves? The human Onkali protect themselves, or like the Onkali having those um, uh, poisonous glands, or you know, or would they just be pacified? Mm. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's one of those things where like try, trying to fight back against the Onkali seems like a a losing proposition. And I think we've kind of talked about this before. Like unless you have like a full technological civilization behind you, because even if you you know win in a few skirmishes right they're pretty relentless yes. like they you're not going to kind of uh, you know outweigh them absolutely <laughs> they've been around for forever uh, and you know they'll just sit, they're, they're patient you know they'll they'll slowly uh, integrate you it's it's really uh, like I, I don't see a, 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 a any kind of, uh, near-term success in that regard. Like, I mean, maybe you slip under their radar long enough that, that enough of them have moved on to some other planet that you can kind of maintain your own enclave, um, with enough power to kind of hold off like the local contingent to stop them from integrating you, but they're always going to be kind of, you know, outside the walls waiting. Yes, yes,
1: yes, absolutely. <laughs> I just, yeah, it feels to me it's, it's, a, it's a difficult, um, it's a difficult situation and I feel like, for it's not really a situation you can solve is it like Im- imagine the situation where there is an enclave as you said of pure humans and then there's an enclave of the human non Kali hybrids right if given the situation that both can survive and li- live alongside each other hmm. there would be a war eventually between the humans and the hybrids that's just that's just
0: well i mean yeah i mean i think it's, it becomes it comes down to the point of kind of like uh, the Oankali don't seem particularly interested in like you know they wouldn't kind of wipe out i, I don't think they'd be they wouldn't that wouldn't it doesn't seem like their style to just sort of wipe out that kind of an enclave of people right they'd just kind of they'd sit around outside it and try and like lure people out <laughs> as well yes. uh, tempt people into to leaving
1: but at the same uh, time if given enough time and with enough motivation i would say hmm. that Humans eventually would start making bombs and trying to bomb the hell out of the hybrids and the Onkali. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and at, at that at that point, the Onkali would intervene, right? So it would be one of those kind of political standoff situations where, like, the humans av- avoid putting themselves in a position where they actually have the power to to do serious yeah. damage to the Onkali, t- so that the Onkali will permit them to persist for long enough for them to continue to mm-hmm. do their thing, right? If they ever become actually a threat, then the Archai will come down yes. on them because uh, they won't tolerate uh, having a bunch of people, uh, a bunch of their own people killed. So, yeah, it seems like a, uh, yeah, not, not a great long-term prospect, but, like, it, that's kind of, like, the, the best you can hope yes, for, absolutely.
1: right? But, yeah, I guess that summarizes the chapter, no?
0: Uh, yeah, I think that, that covers the the chapter, right? I mean, they, they just kind of... uh uh Lilith walks off after Nakanj into the into the ship, and that's, that's the yeah. end of the, the, end you
1: of the book. You have just one last note um, in here written down. Can you... Uh,
0: yeah, so that's just the, the, the last little point I wanted to make about... Um, so she, there's a, a line towards the end that she considered resisting, making it drug her and carry her back but that seemed a pointless gesture and this then seems to be kind of a, a a microcosm that encapsulates Lilith's attitude to the whole kind of this you know the situation of humanity in relation to the the and carly here right her she is very unhappy with the this this like you know idea that they will be assimilated but she kind of feels that resistance is futile at this point yes right. yes uh, yeah um but uh, you know she retains a a glimmer of hope I- that if uh, they can survive then maybe they can eventually uh, you know pull some humanity away from uh, from the Oankali. Mm-hmm. and that uh, yeah i just uh, i thought that was a a nice sort of summing up of her uh, you know the, the whole way that yes. she's thought about her interaction with the Oankali throughout yeah. this book
1: no honestly i think yeah and I think that's that pretty much summarizes the the whole situation and that closes up the chapter 9 the last chapter of book 1 dawn it was amazing i, I mm-hmm. think it was an amazing journey and i'm looking forward to the uh, the next books like it, it was a great journey and yeah it, it, it's the ending i didn't expect like honestly the whole pregnancy situation i was like oh, wow okay mm. that it's, it was great honestly I really enjoyed this.
0: Okay, well, that's good. Uh, I'm uh, glad you enjoyed the book. <laughs> Although uh, it was pain to be... <laughs> not to be able
1: to read other chapters, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, dragging this process out of reading the book over the course of an entire year is kind of a, an unusual way of uh, reading a book. But, uh, I guess so. Yeah, I think it was so. Uh, 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 yeah, hopefully I picked a worthwhile no, book. No, I think it was
1: a great <laughs> book, especially with the, fast, uh, the fact is that we wanted something that... Um, would talk about biology mm. that we can really apply our knowledge and expertise, right? And I think you hit it pretty well. I, I think it's a great book, especially with the first few chapters. We had quite a lot of nice conversations to talk, especially um, biology, and of course throughout the book later on. Some chapters were less descriptive on the what, and so it was mostly about the narrative and the story. But overall, I think mm. it was a great book.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and I mean I think that's the one of the reasons that I picked it was both that it was. Um, you know narratively compelling and, and well written but also that it had all this kind of very interesting kind of stimulating uh, content uh for, for for us to go off on on tangents talking yes. about oh
1: my god yes <laughs> i mean this yeah it's pretty crazy how much um we journeyed um off tangent while we were talking about the book um i have some stats later on
0: so I was just going to yeah I give a, a sort of brief uh, synopsis of the book just to kind of recap uh, to go back over it to 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 kind of get a perspective on on uh, like the entirety of Lilith's journey through this because it's quite a it's quite a story when you really think about what happens to her yes, as an individual absolutely. right go So on. I mean like when we first meet when we first meet her she's you know in this she's in solitary mm-hmm. confinement but she's already been through a lot when we meet her right she's only well kind of 26 Um, she has like 26 years of memory right but there's some weird time stuff going on um and she had a a four-year-old son air and a husband who were both killed in a car crash Mm -hmm. and 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 so that's a pretty uh uh major life event at the age of 26 and she was she's back in college uh studying for an anthropology degree uh but then she's in a uh briefly like the survivor of an all-out nuclear exchange between the us and the ussr right she survived a nuclear Mm. war which uh, and she survived it because she was hiking in peru to machu picchu um so you know she was uh, doing some interesting and and, i think that was uh, because to
1: like after the whole events of her family you know uh, husband and son dying she went on the mm. sort of journey to sort of i don't know they rediscover herself and she's she was where you know the whole situation happened and picked up by the aliens which is really funny because yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of um people believe that pyramids anywhere in egypt or you know peru or whatever were built by aliens <laughs> i didn't think about it's that. just like <laughs>
2: okay
0: yeah Just <laughs> oh, yeah, i didn't think about that that's a it's a, it's a funny perspective on it yeah yeah uh, yeah so she's like she said some character building stuff occur to her before yes. we meet her right uh and then you know so she's picked up by these aliens in Peru uh and is placed in suspended anima- animation inside a genetically engineered carnivorous plant for 250 years uh, on a, a, a living interstellar capable vessel in orbit around the earth which you know weird scenario like. yes uh and then She's kept in solitary confinement for about two years with a couple of, like, across the course of a couple of awakenings from this suspended animation pod. And then is, like, kind of confined in a small room with a weird, grey, vaguely humanoid alien covered in tentacles, Shania, um who she finds, like, you know, viscerally unnerving. Um, and this alien informs her that she had cancer. So like uh, to add to the pile of uh, like crazy shit that's happened yes, in her life <laughs> yeah yeah yep. and then uh, uh not only that but it's now cured um good i mm-hmm. suppose right but um also that the aliens are interested in the cancer and, and other aspects of human biology because they're interested in using it in their cross-species genetic engineering project in which humans will have very little mm-hmm. say um. So you know, that's a bombshell dropped onto her. Um. Plus, uh, and, and you know, the, these aliens have been engaged in this like cross-species genetic engineering project with a bunch of other species in a history that dates back for literal billions of years from having left their home planet. Absolutely. And
1: then the fact uh, is which, that in those 250 years that Lilith was confined as well, the uh, aliens that. Basically, we're keeping her in the confinement. We're modifying the planet, um, trying to make the species more resistant to um, that nuclear radiation that was the remainings of the nuclear war.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, sort of you know, restoring the planet while while she's been asleep, and then. Um, yeah and, and the other sort of interesting aspect of these aliens is, is they all sort of kind of remember that entire billion long year history vaguely through this kind of weird genetic yeah. memory thing so there's there's that as well <laughs> they're gonna you know, have very alien cognition um so and, and she's told that she will be leading a group of humans back to earth and teaching them uh, kind of acting as a, like a parent to this group uh, supervising them uh whether she likes it or not, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, although she does, she is offered the choice by Shaya of kind of having a, a swift death. If she can't, uh, she's sort of unwilling to, to take part in this this project uh, and you know, helping the humans to get back to Earth. Um, she you know, declines it's, that option because
1: I you know, remember she... that you know back when it was the very beginning when like the situation, you know, when Shaya sort of is, is introduced a very. um um caring i would say of her like the fact that you know eventually she touches him and we the, the interaction is before we meet you no know, everyone else um mm-hmm. Taya was like sort of the basis of like her support and he, he was the only one that sort of got her in a way is like it's just the fact that you know this will be tough responsibility thrown at her and it, it, he was the only one that was like I can do this here, right here and now. I'm going to only offer it once to you. And it's up to you. Mm.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's an interesting point, because we talked before about Nikanj being kind of the one who might perhaps have the most um, accurate view of humans. But this, um, like, offering this choice to her... By Shdaiya seems like a, a fairly uh, a deep insight into the humans yes, as well. Yes,
1: I, I think uh, I think that throughout the whole situation, right, throughout the whole book. Although we little knew, knew about Shdaiya as is, right. I feel like I don't remember if Shdaiya was involved in the whole Paul Titus situation. I think it was Kaguya um, leading this whole situation, right?
0: I think mostly. I, I don't. I, I, I imagine style was probably involved in the decision but just didn't kind of strongly dissent I guess
1: personally. so, but I think Taya had, I had this feeling that they had the most um deep, the deepest understanding of what um, would happen, right, and what the choices would, be, the best choices for would be right
0: yeah, what what the kind of the, the weight of the choices that, that yes Earth would have to, 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 yes. To, to make going forward, like the, the 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 sort of magnitude of the burden that it was being placed on her, um, and yeah, I I don't I'm, I'm not sure if Taya had has done this before. I don't know if it it knows um, kind of from
1: what I remember. You
0: know, if if it's put other humans. If you in remember this from the
1: book, is that um, Taya was actually he uh, he grew with a human, right, a doctor. A human doctor, oh, yes, yes. a lady who mm-hmm. died of an old age eventually, but um, she taught mm. them about humans. So maybe the fact that you no, know, Daya had that sort of much longer, uh, uh mm. like relationship yeah. with humans. So that that's why, you know, although Nikanj understood like the whole situation about the Paul Titus and that the Lilith will not like this, and this whole situation arise, mm-hmm. um, later on, as Nikanj grows up it sort of does the same thing as Kaguya I noticed. But please continue with the summary. Yeah, yeah. just I noticed that and I just wanted, mm. I felt like it would be a good point to mention.
0: Mm. And uh, Yeah, it's a good point. Actually, I think it also might be just um, kind of a uh, um, like Daya has more mm-hmm. maturity than the count, right? It's, it's yes. older. Um, and uh, and this, Lyth uh, is actually the first cohort of humans so it's not done it explicitly before in this uh-huh. context. But perhaps it's kind of more aware of the, um, when this has happened in the past, when they've integrated other species, like the, whatever the burden is that they place on the uh, individuals whom they, they use in the way that Mm -hmm. they use Lilith. Uh, And perhaps it's just kind of more, um, more aware of of what that, uh, what that means for someone who's in Lilith's position than, than the Kanj might. But um, yes, moving on from that point. Uh, so she she lives with Steyer's family for a little while and tries to learn their language and and is ends up helping Nikanj, their child pass through this this sort of metamorphosis into its adult stage, and and is given the chance to to interact with another human another adult human for the first time in in years, uh, um, which uh, does not end well at all. Right, he tries and fails to rape her but succeeds in injuring her and, and knocking her unconscious. So she has. You know, her one interaction with another human is yeah. Is I mean, terrible. it
1: was a child in a man's body, right? It it ne- he yeah, never learned yeah. what proper human interaction meant, right? So
0: yep, now so you know, very uh, uh, unpleasant yes. interaction with another human, which I think I don't know feels almost engineered to to uh, help her. Be um, feel more affinity for yes. the O.O.N. card.
1: Uh, actually, um, before yeah. we continue with the summary, I do remember the... Um Japanese fella she heard of um yes. in the meantime.
0: I think she, she like saw she caught, caught a yes. glimpse of him. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it no was
1: a story of uh he, she heard name of a human just before of Paul Titus situation. She was looking for another human. Uh, yes. And um hmm. the reason why I remember this is because one, the um the those pods that use was just moving around. Uh, we I remember we were talking mm-hmm. about anti-gravity or like you know superconductivity and then the end we realized that the book described it as basically There's snails Slice. basically yeah, that were like producing <laughs> slime and then sucking it up at the back so that was that. was that. Hmm. But also because of the orange peels in the different places yeah, where basically yeah. she buried them and then Kaguya just jumped on her and be like you know uh, I, I think it was about the poisoning of the Onkali conversation and then there's like not, not many people hmm. things can poison us and then when she plant when she buried the orange peels in that different area um, it just produced this massive tumor um, right and mm-hmm. it's just uh, yes, yeah I'm so right. it's like and then Kaguya goes to her oh you know you finally found a way to poison us like oh well okay asshole <laughs>
0: Yeah, got to get in a few last uh, digs.
1: <laughs> it's absolutely absolutely <laughs> not my intention to call in Akagaya uh, and us because he was one, but it's not at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, right. So uh, and, and she's she's eventually persuaded um, by Nakan to, to let it alter her. Um, so that she can learn, uh, their language mm-hmm. faster and also so that it can sort of complete its, its, um, like rite of passage mm-hmm. into adulthood by, by altering her successfully. And I think that latter part is kind of the main reason why she, uh, permits yes. it to do that so that, um, she, she kind of forms an attachment to it. Um. And she, eventually, because of the the modifications from the Kanj, gains enhanced strength and memory and the ability to heal more rapidly, as well as possibly some sort of basic chemical Mm -hmm. signaling abilities in order to interface with their doors and Mm -hmm. their tech and stuff. And also uh, an an increased lifespan, which will, um, if unencumbered by violent events, uh, exceed by a significant margin 130 years. Wow. Uh, So... Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, she gets kind of a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of buffs basically. in this.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, op yeah. mod, op buffs that basically she's cheating now.
0: <laughs> no, and and sort of through this process, she she bonds with Nakaj and and its mates and and kind of uh, we get a little bit of a time skip here where she's kind of spending time with them um, and uh, you know, learning to kind of get some pleasure from their interactions and and also spending time. Um, in this jungle training environment so that she can uh, have the, the skills to, to teach the, the humans once they've mm-hmm. been awoken. Um, so, um, uh, you know, and the next part of the book she's placed in this room and uh, told that she has to awaken 40 people from a choice of 80. Uh, and she has all their dossiers, so she's kind of in a burden with this responsibility of choice. Right? She has to she has to pick which people she thinks will, <laughs> from like, be least likely to end up killing one another. I think yeah. is kind of the uh, the way she's ending up having um, to think about this.
1: Just before you continue, like, I just want to point out the no- um the scene before she goes into that massive room about the observatory. Uh when she goes on that massive oh, yes. fart bubble up into the observatory, and then um Mm -hmm. can see the earth through the lens um i just imagine it
0: yeah i think it's it's the whole earth Moon system right i think she can see both the moon yeah yeah.
1: it's it's just felt like i think that scene like when i imagine it being in her you know shoes and be like you know seeing the planet and our planet and the moon and be like thinking damn that there's nothing left in there it's just like Beautiful, and yet, because when you see the beautiful images of the planet you know from space, it must have been incredible sight, but at the same time absolutely horrifying.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the, thinking about the, the image like Earthrise and, and the others, I mean, I, my, the hairs on my body will stand yeah. up anyway. <laughs> I just just remembering how that kind of looks. So seeing it in person... It'll be beautiful, uh, and yet... Yeah, it gives you a kind of uh, uh, sense of mm-hmm. profundity. Uh, and the and I think that that's one of the things that kind of is 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 um, sort of finally emotionally persuasive to her that she is like on a um, ship, yes. Um, that kind of that, that sort of really sinks home the the message that that Leo and Carly are know, kind of in power over the Earth yes, system. Yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah, so having um, having awoken the the required number of people from from the list. Uh, she forms a, a relationship. I was going to say kind of a r- romantic relationship, but that doesn't like the the circumstances were not really conducive to a romantic relationship. So I went with the more biological term
1: of pair bond. She she pair bonded with one of the humans. I guess it was more humans. like a physical <laughs> sort of understanding as well. Relationship, you know, like it.
0: Um, but I mean, there was definitely a, uh, a kind of a fairly strong um, like emotional support yes, absolutely, absolutely. aspect to their yeah. relationship. Uh, yeah.
1: As I said, it was there was understanding so, yeah. and there was like sort of support, emotional support to each other um, involved in that hmm. relationship.
0: Yes, and uh, Nikanj interferes in the sexual component of that relationship, literally inserting itself between the two of them uh, and connecting up their nervous systems so that it can sort of simulate them uh, having a sexual experience and experience that itself and permit them to experience one another's sensations
1: bottled um, if you could so. bottle that drug you could really sell it on the pl- you could be the richest man on the planet
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we have this kind of, uh, uh, like a very pleasurable experience, but, uh, it also is not really at all consenting on, on Joseph's yeah. part. Uh, and that, you know, seriously weirds him out and leaves him feeling very violated. And Lilith is not happy about the fact that that was the way it went down mm. with Nakamj mm. either. Um, so, uh, you know, whilst that kind of, uh, uh relationship is Going on, um, we have the tensions in the group building in, in the way that L- L- earth entirely predicted they would. Right, the, the conflicts that would arise between these humans. You know, they're, they're they're pairing off, and the pairing off doesn't go entirely as everyone would like. So, I mean, some, some people an didn't want to, to pair
1: off. So, you know, like, and exactly. that she like, yep. everybody's pairing off, so you have to do it. It's just basically childish and. Sorry, but no. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I know it may leave you frustrated, but that's the that's the way it is.
0: Yep. Um, which you Earth know, was fully anticipating that there would be conflict, uh, and uh, you know she does what she can to kind of keep the peace in the the, the mess. there's there all these humans stuck in a room with no real purpose and nothing in particular to do, so that's gonna f- ferment conflict. What,
1: um, and uh, sorry, all... that was where also <laughs> when. Those idiots. When uh, after the fight, they also sent that uh, guy Derek, I think, into that uh, food chamber just to see if, uh, if you know, if he emerges successful, conquering the whole alien ship or whatever, figuring it out, and then letting them free.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, uh, uh, that that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this all kind of culminates with them being drugged by the Uloi and given the same kind of uh, weird. Um, Sex simulation thing that Lilith and Joseph, <coughs> that Lilith and Joseph got it's... from the canj, uh but in a much more yeah, drugged I mean, up state. To be
1: honest, like this is such a weird thing when you think about it now. From the first, when you as you're summarizing yeah. this, because like it's uh, the only co- the the only come in and to interfere with the whole situation because it's starting to escalate, and you have. <laughs> You have basically the uncle dragging you up and then giving you the best sex experience you could ever imagine in your life, right? Imagine you have had best sex and then multiply by a thousand potentially.
0: So like it feels very, um, very brave new world. Um, it's very like um, you know, the, the drug in that book, Soma. You know, it's kind of like some kind of you know, awesome drug that, that has all the all the cool mm-hmm. effects, right, and none of the downsides. And everyone's always having you kind know, of massive orgies. That's the, that's kind of the, like the, the way that population is like controlled and lulled into kind of a, a, a sense of uh, security. Yeah. And yeah, well, not even, I mean, they're, they're just kind of uh, stagnant as a society, right? They're, they're just um, almost unconscious in, in their uh, kind of immediate pleasures without any uh, larger goal. It's kind of the sort of, the, the The aspect of that book that makes it mm-hmm. dystopian is the it's the sort of the, the temptation of the amusing ourselves to death rather than actually um, uh, you know, achieving something that with with more and um, uh, more lofty yeah. Yeah, goals. Yeah, absolutely, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, it has that kind of same feel of uh, uh, lulling individuals into a kind of unconscious pleasure to to keep them placated. Um. So yeah, in in this and uh, you know, after having been subjected to that um, weirdness, they they're moved to a jungle and uh, expected to uh, you know, try and learn how to survive yes. there. <clears throat> uh, and uh, and uh, shortly after that, uh, Joseph is is killed by Kurt. Um, and in you know a dramatically ironic moment, uh, it, it seems to be because he was able to heal more rapidly and was healing a minor injury uh, that Kurt saw uh, that caused Kurt to just sort of uh, question his his humanity and, and uh, go berserk and, mm-hmm. and, and kill him. Uh, so you know, the Nicanj and Lilith uh, in, in trying to, to protect Joseph from the possibility he might come to harm from one of the other humans his association with them uh, ended up indirectly being responsible for his demise which is pretty uh, devastating for Lilith pretty ironic and then yep uh, and then sort of shunned by the, the rest of the human population Lilith is, is you know left behind on this ship for her own protection from from these humans that she uh, she awoke and is informed that she is now pregnant with a child that is genetically mixed by Nikanj from, from Luth and, and Joseph's stored sperm and the, from some genetic material from Nikanj's mates, Aharjus and Dishan. Uh, and that's uh, pretty much mm. the end of the book. Uh, so when summarized in kind of short form like that, it's, it, there's, there's like a whole bunch of really crazy crap <laughs> yeah. stuff just happened in this book, right? It's, it's a really, uh, a very bizarre story. Um, in, in the, the broad swipes, uh, broad, broad strokes of, of mm-hmm. its summary. Um, but it's, it's, it's fascinating because it, you know, it sounds like nuts in that format, but when you read through it, it remains very, like, it, it feels very kind of grounded, very, um, yes. uh, very real as you're reading through it. It does, like, the, the kind of absurdity and the bizarreness of the situation are, uh, you're kind of aware of them, but they're, they, they don't intrude on your, uh like sense of enjoyment of reading the book in at least in my experience anyway Uh,
1: i think it was i think it was great like i mean honestly the summary of the the book when you think about it and as you were describing i remember all those random scenes and situations right um uh, for example i just remember the situation with the kids the onkali kids that you know like um when lilith you know was um uh, going to meet the little kids you know like you remember when my prediction mm. was oh she's gonna meet the kids and kids are going to say something strange to her that's something they shouldn't have said that the adults are trying to keep from her mm. or something and uh, yeah and all of that situation it, the book was crazy the, 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 the twists and turns the the, the storyline amazing unpredictable mm. Yeah, I think that
0: the tension is maintained quite well throughout the book, um, despite the fact that, I mean, like, oftentimes in the book, we're kind of very much foreshadowed about what is going to happen, and, you know... Lilith is constantly saying to the Owen in some way or another, like, this is yes, not going to end yes. well, right? <laughs> you do realize that if you put me in this situation, like, some, something is not going to go right. But, you know, they always seem to ignore her. Um, and, but the, the tension is kind of retained in, like, what new weirdness are the Owen going to come up with? Because there's always something new and weird, right? Uh, and also, uh, like exactly how is the is, is Lilith's prediction of doom going to come, yes, exactly. <laughs> come to pass, right? The specifics exactly. of that.
1: Um but so it's, uh, to be fair to give mm. Lilith credit, she is tough. Like mm. oh, yeah. honestly, I man, not many people would be able to hold on and keep going after what especially after what Lilith means. I mean two years in solitary. I mean come on, like that's in that's yeah. in itself is a hell of a problem right like
0: yeah that's enough to like permanently mentally damage most people like the the uh, fact
1: you know like even prisons people like in prisoners need contact with other people because otherwise they go crazy right and and Mm -hmm. here we are
0: she's still there maybe now, I mean she's uh, she's a a really interesting prot- protagonist in many ways because you know, she's she's smart, she's capable, and she's kind of stoic mm-hmm. about the situation, and you know, she the like she knows when she's being manipulated, and like, she can see it. She's kind of she's very aware of the situation she's in. Uh, she has a lot of that kind of self awareness, but she's just in this like she's so constrained. Mm-hmm. By that situation, that she, you know, she doesn't really have much choice in what she's going to do, right? She, she the, the only real choice that she has there is you know, am I going to just say no? I'm not going to participate in this in at all. I'm going to, you know, die basically, or am I going to, you know, p- play along with this role that you you have planned out for me? Um, and you know, she, uh, uh, she continuously acts uh, in a kind of you know, well-intentioned way, right? She's always trying to do kind of a, Whatever is going to be best for the remaining humans, Absolutely. right? She's she's acting kind of um, in in their in their interest. Uh, I mean, as long as you consider like the the goal of retaining some some degree of human independence from the own Kali a valid one, which I think is, uh, uh, you know, we could have a whole kind of moral philosophy debate about that one. But like, uh, it's a, I, I think, a, a perfectly reasonable no, a goal. Yeah. <laughs> to I think considering
1: you know, the situation, she did. A pretty good job
0: yeah i mean i can't really see how she could have done much better to be I honest don't think
1: uh, many people um would be able to do better um i don't yeah. know I honestly feel like even uh, as uh, as we often talked about this putting ourselves in that position from you know safety from our homes hmm. i don't think even though you know as much as brave we can be and how much uh applying you know our scientific knowledge and approach i still think we would be very um i personally would not be as stoic as her let's put it this way so
0: yeah yeah i th- it, it's uh she you know, it, it demonstrates a pretty extraordinary strength of character to to bear up under these circumstances absolutely uh, yeah as i i, I mean i, I... <laughs> I certainly wouldn't have wanted the role that they gave her. <laughs> right. No, I might have. Been, I might have been content to hang around on the Owen Carly ship and learn about their, you know, how they do stuff. But, um, yeah, having to, um, <laughs> having to try and get these humans to go back to Earth and, in, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. after uh,
1: knowing, like, like, after knowing, I knew that something like, you know, stuff like this would happen. Like, and predictions are pretty obvious that I, that pretty, you know, the conflict and stuff like that. And knowing humans. I would not want that job. Hmm. Like, let me play around with your technology. Let me play around. You know, you know, modify me as well, so I know what. You know, so but I don't oh. want to deal with that. I want the benefits. I don't want the cons.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> no, it's uh and you know, the, the. I think that it, it does exhibit um, a reasonable, a reasonable depth of knowledge of the humans that they've kind of um, studied. That they picked Lilith because it is clear that just like. Uh, her character uh is is kind of what suits her so well to this so she does she doesn't want to to be in this position of responsibility but she's she has the sort of right attributes to be capable of it and the um i mean uh, i think part of it is also just her kind of she's not particularly um she doesn't want power over people and she's not going to she's not very judgmental of them she she just kind of wants them to you know uh, get on right uh, there's a section in that in the last chapter where um uh, I think she's she's thinking about Tate and she can't she could can just she can't really muster hate uh, any real bit bitterness towards her I think is the word
1: she can not muster um, any hate to Tate. Is, yeah
0: yeah <laughs> which you know. Uh, i think a uh, 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 lesser person might well <laughs> feel considerable I'll hate every single uh, one
1: of and, them uh, i will be honest now. night i' generally in her <laughs> position i'd be like yeah, Nick and you right because i would slaughter every one of them
0: yeah, not being um, just sort of uh, generally disillusioned with humanity really as a much. whole <laughs> after <laughs> having gone, yeah, is uh, yeah. Uh, an accomplishment in in her <laughs> shoes. So uh, well done to yeah. lift.
1: ten out of ten, <laughs> best leader. Hmm. No, I mean the book was great and yeah. it really touched on a lot of topics that, both light and heavy, I would say that there really a lot of themes and situations that you can relate to. Um, Modern world, I would say.
0: Yeah, I, and there's, there's a lot of topic. I mean, there's a lot of stuff about about sexuality and gender roles and coercion and in relationship to those things and, and biological determinism and all all of these these topics which are um, handled in this book with with. Um, uh, concreteness and, and coherence and clarity and, and they're just uh, explored with with real kind of depth and sophistication uh, and, and and maturity that the conversation around those subjects in in the current um, uh, milieu is is often lacking. Mm-hmm.
1: I think. It was a great choice of book, and we had so many topics, so many conversations, a lot of stuff. Um, if I may, can I uh, give us a bit of summary of what we've talked about, the, the off tangent topics? Because um, I, I, <laughs> I mean, obviously we have to talk about this. Because I had to go through like different topics of the, each episode, and I checked what topics we had, uh, we have talked about, mm. and um, and throughout the whole book we. Reference, you know, science of modern world, right? We we trying to understand, right? Above our being a scientist, and we touched topics about material design, biochemistry, biology, a bit of physics and chemistry, history of life. We talked a lot about history of life, you know, sequencing and genomic uh, genome technologies. Um, even though it wasn't our expertise, we did touch about you know history of the world, especially USA at the time of the story. And of course, as well, the author's background and the culture. We did have an episode where we spent a pretty long time talking about the safety of Internet of Things, the smart technology <laughs> that is creeping in our lives. That was really funny because that was—I yep, don't yep. remember exactly which episode it was, but it was just like the whole references about where, like, about the technology and discussion about, like, you no know, invasion of um, of the smart items. Yeah, I think.
0: I think something that set me off in that direction was something to do with the way that the and Carly were watching yeah. the the humans, right? I was like how is this surveillance yes, thing working? Yes. And then they're like, who, who gets that? Uh, that was so a great. <laughs> we yeah, we had time.
1: a long part in the conversation about this stuff. Um
0: and I managed to indulge it more <laughs> yes, in the yes, podcast. Except,
1: episode. you know, so, uh... that that was a very long <laughs> episode where we could really have uh, open our wings about this whole topic. That was that was great. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, another thing worth mentioning in the stuff we discussed i think was uh, uh nuclear war and the uh, the logic of that and all the new oh yes yes that that that's
1: yes yes absolutely <laughs> um yeah we talked about a lot of stuff right you no know, just like looking at the chapter you know episode 1 of the chapter you know the very beginning right we've talked about a lot of um you know also like philosophy and stuff like that um, We mm-hmm. referenced yeah, yeah. a lot of animals, right? Trying to compare the, the abilities that Don Kali had to animals. We talked a lot about, about ants. That That's really a thing. There's like, I've yeah, noticed the yeah. themed ants pip, uh, popped out quite a lot of time, you know, in this whole conversation.
0: Well, I mean, ants, ants are worth talking about. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a good analogy Absolutely. between them and the Owen and Carly, and, and there's the whole, uh, like, the the nature of, of human cooperation and the analogy to eusocial insects and, yeah. and the rest of it. That's,
1: but, like, alien fun. wise, yeah. we know, like, we talked about, you know, gastropods and mantis and, like, you know, a lot of naked mole rats, you know, because there was a conversation about cancer, you know, <laughs> cancer, like, how they're resistant mm. to cancer.
0: Yep. Also, eusocial animals, yeah. weirdly.
1: We talked about like mm-hmm. you know human trials in history, like you know we even touched like about Nazi experiments stuff like that. Um,
0: uh, yeah, I'm just. Um, it, yeah. So
1: yeah. I think we've done a pretty incredible job when it comes to like really going off tangent and still being able to uh, reference <laughs> it back. Like it's it it was. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, um, and some some moral philosophy stuff, uh, or moral psychology stuff, uh, cognitive psychology stuff. Right? I mean, part part of the reason I picked this book was because uh, I thought it had a lot of, of, of psychological mm-hmm. realism in some aspects of it, and but also in in this kind of bizarre fantasy scenario. So it has a lot of nice jumping off points for for all these kind of interesting yes. discussions about the nature of of uh, in, uh, human psychology and society and, and technology on oh, the
1: all episode where we when but. Lilith was modified with that memory we had a whale of a time of, like talking about um, different types of memories and like remembering t- uh, stuff and stuff, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that um, um, which mm-hmm. was um uh, Really, uh, I mean, in general, the book gave us opportunity to talk about so many things, and I think it was, uh, it was fantastic. Like, I absolutely loved this. Uh, I really enjoyed this book, and I hope everyone listening as well. I'm really thankful for Richard actually introducing this book to me because it is a really good book and one of the better ones I've read, um, so far. Um, and I think, and I, I'm looking forward yeah, to the next I ones because it's, it's honestly, it's been fantastic. Off tangenting off tangent. Conversations.
0: Hmm. Uh, it's uh, yeah. I, I think the the next couple have the potential to do uh, similar stuff to uh, to this one uh, in terms of the, the like uh, sheer source material for lots of Absolutely. different conversations. Um, but uh, and, and I mean this this book was pretty um, unique to me because it it, uh, it was a real kind of breath of fresh air when I was reading and, and a bunch of sci fi stuff. And you know this one really kind of jumped out as just being like a a great sci-fi book, but but very unusual in various regards, and uh yeah, I, I really uh, I really liked it when I read it. So I thought it would make a great um great uh, subject. Yeah, for this I podcast. think it was, it was uh, good
1: because uh, uh, um, the reason why we started this podcast is because, as we mentioned, in episode one is that the fact that a lot of books get physics and chemistry pretty well, right? Especially physics because it's pretty well described and. For most of the time, if you don't understand Mm. something, nowadays it's quantum, like everything is quantum. Um, Before that, I don't Mm. know, what would it be?
0: I mean, the the particular thing that I think that this got kind of right about Mm -hmm. biology is like the extrapolation of the implications of increased biological technical capability, right? Because, you know, you can take take physics and you can take chemistry and material science and that kind of stuff and you can sort of extrapolate forward quite well what that's going to look like. I mean, t- uh, say like the a TV show like mm-hmm. The Expanse does a pretty cool job of uh, taking some of those things and just going like project forward into the near future mm-hmm. of that technology. But um, very rarely do they uh, do stuff like biology yes, super yes. well. Um, even in the show like The Expanse, like I- I'm thoroughly unconvinced that their anti-rad medication is is, is remote. Yeah, gossip- that's. I mean, like that's the thing. Like, it's, <laughs> right. there's
1: a lot of um, places, games, movies, books that. When they touch, trying to imagine how different life forms would be and how they would um, interact with each other and interact with us, right? The biology is always a bit off because how complex and difficult it is in in terms of trying to predict where it's going to go next, right? Because the thing is, with like mm-hmm. physics, you know, it's it will keep going forward in a way; it's easy to extrapolate. But like biology likes to go backwards sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a weird subject. There's all kinds of unexpected stuff. Always, yeah, there's always some kind of exception to the rule, um, and it's, it's like the, the the implications are kind of much more um, much more mm-hmm. personal, right? They're they're much more about the the, the nature of our identity and humanity. Than um, the implications of um, the stuff that surrounds us, right? So it's kind of a, it's a little bit easier to extrapolate those things um, in our surroundings because we don't have to change ourselves and and the way that we think about our uh, identity and, and the rest of it uh, in order to to put ourselves in those scenarios. But uh, when you think about the implications of biological <laughs> changes and biological technologies, it's it's kind of much yes. closer to home.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think it was the book is great, and it sort of fills in the gap where we can talk about things that I don't know. It maybe people are not aware of yet that the technology is not as where they think would be now. Like the news are scaring about us uh, about like you know China, Russia developing super so, super soldiers. Not that easy. It's not that easy to uh, to yeah. make you know super soldiers. Like e-
0: yeah. Uh, to to add a third um, book Go plug to this episode, love it. I love those. But, the,
1: <laughs> I said I wanted to say book plugs, and I almost said pod <laughs> plugs. Go on. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, a, a book by Jamie Metzl called "Hacking." Oh ah, yes, Garlic. I've heard
1: of it. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I, yes, I may yes. have mentioned it before at some point,
0: but that's a, a, an excellent. Um, Kind of uh, a summary of some of the current state of the art in, in the uh, genetic engineering technology and, and exploration of its mm-hmm. near future consequences.
1: I definitely, yeah. I would everyone, I would recommend uh, reading the books that Richards uh, always mentions. I have no memory of the names of the books and authors. I'm just absolutely crap with memory stuff. I've read a lot of the books he saw, he saw he mentioned, but I never remember the titles. So. I would honestly recommend what um, what he says uh, to, to read um, um, the really good books. And generally, I mean, I am enjoying Xenogenesis. I've never heard of it before. Um, I think it's it really is. underappreciated. I've actually, looked into like yeah. um, books about biology, looking for, you know, searching using search engines and trying to find... Xenogenesis, xenogenesis is not really that often mentioned, which I'm really surprised by. Hmm. Like, this should be one of the sort of Basic um first, you know, it, sh- it should be in the top of lists of like about biology.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's just kind of a search term association issue that's not kind of coming up because, I mean, I think it, 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 if I remember correctly, it won like a Hugo Nebula, and, you know, Octavia Butler got a MacArthur Genius grant. So it's not like, you know, it didn't get some yeah, exactly. appreciation, but it's just like, it's just not that well kind of, you don't hear about it much in people who yeah, talk about science. So it's, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's really uh, weird because, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of hidden gems like this but like I mean it's not that hidden mm. it did win prizes it it was yeah. you know so I, I'm surprised I, I haven't heard of it myself and being avid sci-fi and fantasy reader um, that I haven't heard of this book so I'm really glad that I you know got to read this Um, so I'm looking forward to reading the rest of the trilogy because it's, it's it, I know it's going to be good
0: so we're running even longer yes. than we usually do this time, So uh, coming up on two hours, so we should probably talk about your predictions uh, for the next book. Yes, and, and just before we up. do though,
1: <laughs> I just had some statistics on the episodes we mm. had so far. So I've calculated the total number, of, mm. like the total uh, time it took us to record the books, uh, the episodes for each chapter, all mm. the chapters, except for this one, because this one's already running around two hours. So I suspect this is going to be the one the longest episode we have for the whole series um except for the cyberpunk special episode that was uh, you know exception I didn't count this one in so we spent total of twenty seven okay. hours forty eight minutes and fifty five seconds um on the whole book or, or up to the la- except for the last chapter um which of most excluding, excluding all of the tangents <laughs> this is including all the tangents in the. <laughs> um <laughs> on average obviously the average will change now with the final episode but on average we spend an hour and 15 minutes on each episode which is i think some were longer one hour and 30 minutes some were shorter i think the shortest was around i think 47 or mm-hmm. 45 minutes that was a very short chapter but okay. overall i think it's it's pretty um incredible that we as you said the all audiobook or the book is uh, like what nine hours yeah and we uh, managed like to that, yeah. triplicate the uh the time so pretty incredible <laughs>
0: yeah so uh if, if you uh if you're reading along with us in this experience then uh you've spent more time <laughs> listening to us than you have read much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not
1: like he- I hope the people whoever is listening and reading the book as we are or at least read the book is enjoying. Yes. Hopefully we've yes, added absolutely. to the experience. And just final st- uh, just point on before um I think we already talked about this already did in the very beginning but about my predictions because I was, we were laughing in the very first episode that I should do statistics on the uh on the predictions I didn't obviously because I'm a lazy bum but um I thought that Although my predictions on things were accurate, my timings were off. Like, uh, that, that's, that's, I think that's the best conclusion I can come up with is that the timings were, I, I was maybe sort of short, maybe two chapters, one chapter off the bit of um, prediction. Sometimes I was completely wrong because I didn't expect things to go the way they went, like, you know, Paul Titus situation, you know, whatever else, you know, it, it's all. Really, as I often said, the book can really sometimes jump to places that I wasn't aware of. But I sort of was okay, I guess. Maybe predictions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe at some point we'll have yeah, to go and some check. Point like, yeah, at some point. Yeah. I think we'll
1: probably <laughs> have to definitely check yeah. the accuracy of things when, like, later books on when about like the whole humans, pure humans versus hybrid war and conflict and stuff like that. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, some of those things won't be resolved until you've uh, the until final you book, I the, guess. The, the other books. <laughs> yeah.
1: So thank
0: Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, you, you maybe learn to make some more open-ended <laughs> predictions.
1: <laughs> I mean if I do time, it so. even more open and or like vague, then basically it's like we'll be like comments like, oh you're not really predicting anything because like anybody could say that which is you know which is what often the fortune <laughs> fortune tellers do. So I don't wanna be that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cold yeah. reading the books,
1: so I, I just thought that was interesting. That you know, okay. th- how much time we spend, and it's being twenty four episodes every two weeks, mm-hmm. so it's almost a whole year on the book. So I'm looking forward to the next several years of you know reading books and not being able to finish them off because Richard would and Richard withholding information against me. It's just <laughs> like oh no, no. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, we 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 never really came up with something for you to to to. No, no, we you, haven't. <laughs> like
1: you read so many books ahead of me that I never have a chance to actually even get you back. So I probably feel like I'm gonna end up in this position for the rest of my life. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a, that's a, I have a, a race to Honestly, stay ahead of Michael stop. by reading everything. That stop he might this, read. <laughs> Richard. Don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I do like. I do like. I don't mind. I don't uh, mind okay. to be honest. I I am enjoying this, and I don't mind. Um having the i like predicting stuff and doing this so i'm good for now
0: yeah I, I, it would definitely be fun to try it the other way yeah. around.
1: <laughs> but the thing is right you're good at withholding information i'm a blubbermouth i would be like yeah and this is this happens and this is happens i love spoilers right i'm the opposite person of spoilers like i thrive <laughs> on them You'd be like oh my god this is happening and just it pushes me forward to do stuff no
0: i mean in in like I usually I like I don't really care about spoilers in f- for myself as it were, but uh, I've, I've kind of learned to be a little bit more careful about them mm-hmm. for other people who care about them in more specifics. I mean, I'll, I'll enjoy something that I'm spoiled on, even if I'm yeah, because I, I I like the way that yes. know, the specifics of it play out. But yeah, so for this particular dynamic, right, I, I had to try and remain <laughs> <laughs> secretive about the kind. I mean, it's not like it's a mystery, so it's there's not like a big yes, twist yes. to get revealed as such, but. um, it's uh, yeah, that's been an interesting experience. I thought I'd be, uh, <laughs> I thought I'd be more transparent. Although you, I need to, remi- I need
1: to remind <laughs> you, remember about that as um, that uh, that um, that that moving platform that we were talking about we were all like we're bo- you were both really engaged with me talking about like this super and how it could be moving and then you're like ah, oh yeah, yeah i completely yep. forgot that it's actually basically a big slime it's just like <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's the yeah the other thing that contributes to my not actually knowing uh, or, or not not being able to re- reveal what's going on <laughs> is because i've forgotten
1: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Yes, that's that's probably adds to yeah. the whole experience as well. You like you were like, "Oh yeah, this happened. Now I remember."
0: Yeah, because yeah, I hadn't uh, I hadn't actually like properly reread this one before we mm-hmm. before we started on it. Uh, so um and I was coming into it um reasonably cold after having read it um, maybe mm-hmm. a year back or something if that. Um so uh, yeah, I had I had a time to forget some of the specifics, yeah. which was probably yeah. useful. <laughs>
1: it's uh i mean the only way actually just thinking back to like the only way to get you back on the on this maybe not books but games i think uh, i'm the more uh into games and there are like a lot of games that touch on biology uh that yeah, yeah so actually, that that's might a, that's be the only way point. for me to get you back is basically make you play a game and then discuss um the game maybe like in three or so cha- you know episodes or something like discussing part sp- but that's probably the only way for me to get you back on this. Yeah,
0: break it up by some yes quest lines yeah. or something. But yeah, yeah, no, that could be a could be an option. <laughs> no, well, that, I mean, that's, the thi- but that's the but that's the
1: thing, right? <laughs> Finding the time to play the games is like another twenty or so or thirty hours of time just to do that. So it's a, uh, uh, and of course I would make you play every yeah. single sub quest and you know.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear! No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah. So let's go to the book two <laughs> chapter yes. one prediction. Me? Um, yeah. Yes, so let's do So, I was thinking about this for a while actually before I wrote it down because I, the way the book ended, right? As we all just described to everyone, is that you no know, Lilith going off, no, they going back home, being pregnant, right? And I thought two things. Mm-hmm. Um. And you can't mention they still have a lot of work to do. Um I'm pretty sure so I was thinking that either the book will start that either that Lilith has already given birth, or it's the experience of giving birth or like the that it's going to be either immediately after the book one finished or a bit sometime past, because Octavia Butler often does this that you know she passed some time passes, right? We're not, not exactly specific on this. But I think personally that the first um chapter of the next book is still going to be involving when um Lilith is still nice and pregnant, right? Like this she's st- she's about to pop. As we often think, um and this is the experience of her giving birth and seeing her newborn daughter for the first time. And you know, although she's still worried about this whole it's a monster, it's unclean, blah blah blah, what it will be like, but the moment she sees the child first time, you know, like Often women are like, you know, parents are like, shit, are we ready for the child or not? And then the moment they see the child, it's like all everything breaks apart and it's like, Yes, yeah, so this is this is my baby and you know, I I'm gonna protect with my you know, her life with my life, right? So
0: yeah, I mean, that's also definitely. No, a no, no. I'm talking about both parents, right? But, like, it's just like,
1: like, but in this <laughs> oh, yeah, particular yeah. case, it's just Lilith. You know, she's going to be like, oh, shit, this is my baby. Yeah, I'm going to protect it no matter what you No, know, anybody says, right? So, this is where. Yeah.
0: So, the, so the, the male female reaction to having a kid is, is different, but both of them get their brains rewired <laughs> quite a lot yes. by having a child. Uh,
1: I think the rewiring <laughs> comes from the fact also that because baby's crying nonstop and you have no sleep. So, that's also. Yeah. Yes. yeah the sleep deprivation helps <laughs> but yeah, basically it's brainwashing uh, so I, I think that's where the book is going to start that you know the idea of that they have to awaken more people and live has to prepare them um, is the fact that you know I think there'll be some changes to the whole aspect of like not in the jail room anymore like not in the, but like uh, in the prison cell but like there's gonna be some aspect of that later but the book will start with the Lilith just about to give birth.
0: Okay. Interesting prediction. Yeah. A little bit of a hedge at the beginning there with a possible time yeah skip, because it's, it's uh, hard to tell because going like, in on of the I mean,
1: it would be really weird now <laughs> if there was like, oh yeah, Lilith you know, Lilith has given given birth and the kid is the like this and this. this because it would really skip the important parts the of the like, of the development of Lilith's and the development of the and her daughter's um relationship right the, the, you know the, the important the most important times right so I, I still think i hope that it's what's where the book is going to start with
0: mm-hmm. okay interesting right i will uh leave you hanging for, for one damn last time <laughs> on this book
1: i thought you're gonna be like oh well you know you're too good at this
0: damn um so there's uh, one more bit of business mm-hmm. we should cover before we uh, we wrap up this episode, and that's that uh, we're gonna t- we're gonna do one episode hiatus. Um, uh, so the, um, when this would normally come out uh, next time, we're gonna mm-hmm. skip one one episode, and then uh, we're gonna do a special episode where we talk about the yes. film Gattaca. Uh, which is a uh, sort of uh, staple film in in like biology circles for for exploring the implications of genetic engineering and the yes, like. Yes, um,
1: we decided that we will so, talk uh, about maybe take a small break from the books and just talk about stuff. Gattaca is first. We might in the meantime come up with more other movies and or other things to talk about. So it might be one, two, or maybe a bit more episode. But it, we'll be back to the book um, to pretty soon.
0: Yeah, we we, we don't know yet what the plan is after the, the yeah. Gattaca special. Uh, yes, we'll, absolutely. Uh, we'll let you know. But
1: look forward to the Gattaca uh, movie. I'm still yet to watch it. Um, Richard already watched it, obviously. Uh, but I'm looking forward to watching it, because it, it, so far, what I've read so f- uh, on like reviews and like movies about biology, like Gattaca is number one on every single list. So definitely something to watch.
0: Yes, It's yeah, the one that so, always comes up.
1: <laughs> absolutely, going look, looking forward to it. And on that note, okay, thank then. you very much everyone for listening. We were a Xenothesis. You can find this podcast linked everywhere on our website. There's all the links there. God damn, I messed that up again.
0: <laughs> and in, in fine traditional yes. <laughs> form. <laughs> yeah, Feel free to leave us reviews and, and like and subscribe and all that kind of yes. uh, stuff as well. Because, you know, want to grow the audience. <laughs>
1: I was Micah Glinker. I was Richard Angston. Bye. <laughs>